Welcome back. We're going to continue our study through the book of John. Uh, Last week, uh, we looked at Christ speaking to his disciples. We saw many depart from Christ, uh, discontinue following him after his hard teachings. The question that, that he asked was, doth this offend you? And many, it appears, were offended by him and, and left. Christ is beginning here to weed out all of those that would follow simply because of what Christ can do for them or they're following because that's what everyone else is doing. Uh, Christ is really trying to get to just the key, the true believers here. But how the times are, are not, they're, they've stayed the same. So many today follow Christ because uh, they think that he will make their life better, that he'll give them their best life now. And many more claim Christ simply because that's what they've always done. Uh, their grandparents and uh, went to church and their parents went to that church and now they go to that church and they sit under the preaching and they hear the words, but they don't hear and understand the words. Many have left following Christ and many still have never given him a chance. But today we'll see a few people that really should have been first in line, but refused. Um, so John chapter 7 and verse number 1 is where we're going to start. And the Bible says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto this feast. I go not up unto this feast, for my time is not yet fully come. When he had said these words unto when he said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. Let's pray. Father God, we love you again, we thank you for leaving your word for us, for caring enough to leave us an owner's manual. The words of life, the words of eternal life, but the words of life here on earth that we can follow and and we can serve you and we can know and understand the perfect peace uh, of being that living sacrifice. So God, today, please, guide and direct, help us to see and understand uh, this brief conversation here with Christ's brothers. Help us to see and understand Uh, what it pictures for us, and how we should walk. So God, please, guide and direct today. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, many were offended. Uh, So many, in fact, that apparently uh, when Christ, when we last saw, talked about Christ, and those that left following him, they were very much offended. Not only did many choose to stop following him, but many are, are now seeking to kill him. They want to destroy him. Uh, And because of that, he's walking in Galilee. He's not going to where they are. Now, uh, we looked this morning at Gideon, and Gideon was threshing wheat by the wine press, hiding it from the Midianites in self-preservation, in uh, the hopes that he would be able to to keep and, and save that which he had for his family. And Christ here is no different. He is 
wisely following God's leading and staying where he is where he's home where he is uh, safe but isn't that like today there are few that will follow and many will simply leave and not care but some will be so offended that they want to kill you we see it in the littlest things today we see it in sports teams we see it in uh, music we see it in movies we see it in auto manufacturers all of these things have their followers and and, and all have their ignorers, but some even have their extreme, uh, their extreme haters, the, the people that, that just completely dislike. Uh, I, we had a, a family in Missouri that um, was very kind to us, and I still deal with, I still talk to one of their sons quite a bit, and, uh, but his older brother uh, was a Ford guy through and through. And I used to love to find all these little memes uh, about how bad Fords were and send them to him, which was really funny because I drove at that time two Fords. Um, but we have all of this back and forth, and some people take it to an extreme level. And here, Christ is, is being threatened by his own people, by people who should know and understand the true word of God that, that the word of God was given to. Yet they're so blinded. But we can't be surprised because those closest to Christ were blind as well. Christ is choosing to walk through Galilee and this was his home. This was his safe place. Uh, the Jews and the rest of Jewry were seeking to kill him. And he needed some time to gather himself. But even more, even here he couldn't get peace. And this wasn't his choice. This was God's choice. And we're going to see that in our text today. That, that this was... God the Father directing God the Son here on earth when it was appropriate. We have not seen anyone on earth who has lived day by day with such dependence on the Lord. And honestly, that's why our lives are such a mess so many times. is because, as we will see, we walk on our own. We don't focus day by day on what God has for us. Now we understand that Christ is the only begotten Son of God, but He's not the only begotten Son of Mary. If we go back to Matthew 13, Matthew 13 and verse number 55. The Jews, speaking of Christ, Say, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? Christ had brothers. He had siblings. He had brothers and sisters. And he had at least four. James and Joseph, Simon and Judas. But unfortunately, his brothers were not believers. They refused to follow him. But... Honestly, can you blame them? I mean, if you look at the way we interact with our siblings today, now I'm an only child, so I don't have siblings, but I see it in my children, I see it in my wife's family, I see it in my aunts and uncles, uh, how they interact with each other and, and the, the love, but also the hatred. <laughs> but I can only imagine growing up as a child and being related to Christ, 
Christ was perfect. He never sinned. The Bible tells us that he walked this earth his entire life without sin. So uh, he didn't do all of the things that we've done as kids. He didn't get into trouble. He was perfect. You know, um, I've heard oftentimes, again, not directed at me, but, you know, why can't you be more like your brother? Why can't you be more like your sister? Uh, I've said this to my children, unfortunately. But can you imagine one little mistake and you're in trouble and your brother is never, ever in trouble? They couldn't compare to him. He was perfect and without sin. They spent 33 years with him walking this earth. But they were so blinded by the fact that he grew up with them that they couldn't see who he truly was. Now, I'm sure they had heard the stories. I know Mary, when, when Christ was born, she hid all of the things in her heart and she, she meditated on them. And I'm sure she passed those stories on and, and the family would retell the stories. I know just in my family, we go over story after story. If I go down and talk to my grandpa, I'll hear the same, the same story five or six times in the space of about 30 minutes just because of his mental state at this point. But I'm sure they had been told who he was. They'd been told who his father was. But they just couldn't believe. And because of this, his brethren have a, a very interesting reaction as he's walking around and they're coming up on the Jews' Feast of, the tabernac of Tabernacles. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles is commanded by God. It was set forth in Leviticus 23. We'll go back there real quick. Um, we're going to get a little more into the feast next week, but um, just to explain what is going on, this is the last feast of the year. This is, this is also the last time that... Uh, Jewish men were required to make the pilgrimage to Jerusalem and present themselves before God. Leviticus 23 and verse number 34. God to Moses says, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. And the first day shall be in holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, and the eighth day shall be in holy convocation unto you, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. A solemn assembly. And ye shall do no, no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, and a meat offering, a sacrifice, and a drink offerings, everything upon this day, beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your freewill offerings, which ye give unto the Lord. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take you, and ye shall take you on the first day, the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palms, and the boughs of thick trees and willows of the brook. And ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute for ever, ever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. 
You shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall be in booths, that are gen- that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of the Lord. Now, God is declaring to Israel to remember what he had done for them as he brought them out of Egypt, uh, took them through the wilderness. So on this, this week, this Feast of Tabernacles, they were to go and they were to build booths. They were not to dwell in their houses. They were not to uh, live in normal conditions. They were to camp. They were, they were to build shelters, rough shelters, and dwell in the streets to remember what God had done for them. To remember how God had provided for them. They were, every again, every male was to go to Jerusalem and present himself before God. So the fact that we're coming up on the Feast of Tabernacles and Jesus is still dwelling in Galilee is, is kind of a, a, conf, a conflicting point with his brothers. So his brethren say, depart hence. It's time for the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, in verse number 3, His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. There is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. It's time for you to go. You, have, you are a Jewish man. It's time for you to go. But notice that they're hinting at him doing his works. Go, let your disciples see your works. You can almost feel the sarcasm in their words. You've performed all these miracles and taught all these people, and now you're hiding. No one, want, no one that wants to be known works in secret. His brothers are taunting him. But Christ has a reply for that. He says, it's not my time. Rather than the typical reply that you would get from a sibling, Christ simply uh, replied that it's not my time. This, this statement fell on unknowing ears as only Christ knew what was to come. He wasn't going to stoop and, and bring himself down to his brother's level because he understood that they did not believe. That they were blinded by their, their relationship. They were blinded by uh, the fact that he was walking here on earth, that he was their brother. His brothers, we know that three will finally come and know him after his resurrection. We know James and Jude both wrote books that are contained in our New Testament. But we don't know if, I think it's Joseph, Joseph, that we don't know for sure that he ever came to know that the Lord was the Messiah. For us today, we need to understand that Christ was not walking in Galilee because he was afraid of getting killed. He went because it wasn't time for him to be crucified yet. Again, we go back to this morning when we were talking about Ruth, and and Ruth is where we left off. She's waiting for Boaz to to go and fulfill his duties, to, to make the plans to ensure that he can do what he needs to do, that the other kinsman is not going to want to be the Redeemer. She has to wait. And Christ here, he's in a pattern, a time of waiting. Because he's not exactly sure. He, God, hasn't, God the Father hasn't given him the exact direction that it's time for him to take yet. 
But notice he does say to his brothers, your time is always ready. Christ continues with his explanation. He tells them that it's their time. And as we looked at over the last few weeks, as we've gone through Ruth and as we've gone through Judges and we've gone through Jonah, we, we understand that Israel as a, the people of God, the chosen people of God from Abraham on, that Israel was supposed to be a light to the world. They were supposed to show God to the world. They were supposed to turn and serve God so that the world could see that all of the idols, all of the false gods, all of the things that they were doing were against God and were, were not capable of giving them what they needed. So here, Christ is saying, just like every other Jew, you failed. Yes, you're going to serve the Lord at this feast that we notice is here labeled the Jews' feast of tabernacles and not the Lord's feast because the Jews had corrupted it. They had... They had uh, made it their own. They had, they were doing it out of duty and not serving the Lord in the way that He wanted them to. But also understand that when Christ is talking about their time, He's understanding that they walk in this world. They are not. They've not been transformed. They have not learned who He is. They have not really truly began to follow God. They are living in a sinful world, and they are not just living in it. They are condoning. The time of sin is upon us. It is always there. Sin is always in the world and always open. So their time is always ready. Christ was walking this earth, performing His miracles and pointing the world back to God, but it wasn't His time to be sacrificed yet. And then He goes on to prove His point. He said, the world cannot hate you because you are part of the world. In verse number 7, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Now that gives the context that he's doing something different than what they're doing. If the world hates him because he's testifying against the world, the evil that is going on in the world, and it doesn't hate them, it's because they're not testifying, because they're condoning, they're living, they're enjoying the sin. They're enjoying the way the world is. Christ told his disciples as he was preparing to leave that the world would hate them because they hated him. Because he knew that they would follow on and they would proclaim the evil and injustice in the world. His brethren are not doing that. It's, it's very sad to me that at this point in Christ's ministry, He's done so much that His siblings don't understand. But it gives me hope because in our own lives, I'm sure each and every one of us have people in our life that just don't believe that don't believe us. I knew as, as we came back to Maxwell that this was going to be by far the hardest thing we've ever done. Because I grew up here. Because people know me from the time I was little. 
And I knew that I was going to have to live a life beyond reproach here. Even farther beyond reproach than I already was trying to live because I've got a lot of stigma that I have to overcome. And that that brings in my whole family. Rachel and the kids, we have to live a life that is just completely different. Christ lived that life and his brothers still didn't believe until the cross. There is still hope. Christ reminds them that that they're of this world and he tells them in verse 8, Go ye up to this feast. I go not up unto this feast for my time is not yet full come. And when he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. Now, we know, we can look ahead and we can understand that Christ is going to go up because if nothing else, Christ is obedient to the law. And God had commanded that every Jewish man was to go and present himself before God in Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles. So we have no doubt that Christ is going to go. But he's not going to go in the company of his brothers. He's not going to travel in the company of unbelievers. He is going to maintain his separation from the rest of the world. As we go this week, as we walk in this world, as we walk and try and serve the Lord, we need to be a part of the world. We need to be giving the Word of God. We need to be proclaiming the Word of God. And, and But we need to not be consenting. Christ had no problem correcting His brothers. And he loved his brothers probably more than he loved anyone else. Yet, he still was not going to partake in what they were doing. For us today, we just need to wait. We need to serve the way God wants us to serve. We need to put each step in order because that's where God wants it placed. Christ spent his entire life on this earth doing exactly what God wanted him to do every single day without hesitation, without fail. He didn't step away. Even when he was 13 and he got separated from Mary and Joseph and they they searched for him and, and went back to Jerusalem and found him in the temple. He was there because that's where God wanted him to be. That's where his father wanted him to be, his heavenly father, not his earthly father. Let's strive to walk that way today.